Welcome to the podcast of Dr. Michael Jacobs. We believe today's message will help you walk in faith and have victory now. I go to uh, Mark, the Gospel of Mark. I'm going to talk to you about a rate of change this morning. It's not that change is required. The question is, how fast are you changing? What rate are you changing? Because rate means <laughs> rate means that there is a a measure of units, and when it comes to the rate of change for us, it means how fast are we changing in respect to time? Because time is what you've been given. Amen. Time is your denominator. Amen. Rate means there's a numerator and a denominator. Amen. Did I lose anybody in fractions from the third grade? Did I lose anybody? <laughs> We're talking about rate. We're talking about miles per gallon. I guess you'll understand that if you drive a car. Amen. <laughs> miles or the cost of gas, dollar per gallon. So, you know, the Bible talks about rates, but when it talks about rates, one of the rates it talks about is the rate of change. I remember so Dale Tilly telling me something. I never forgot it. Dale said, most people never change. Most of them. And I'm glad that those people didn't come this morning. <laughs> it's just the group I want to talk to. So I, I'm just relieving everybody. Those people didn't show up. You did because you're interested in your rate of change. Amen. You're interested in your rate of change. Amen. Praise God. You ought to tell your neighbor, I'm changing. <laughs> and I'm about to accelerate. Amen. Yeah. So most people never change. Well, 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 that's, that's true when you're talking about when it comes to the kingdom. But they do change in respect to the world, because it says it's getting darker and darker. Amen. What he was talking about, he was talking about the people that changed for Christ. But the others are changing, but they're changing at a rate that deals with darkness. And that's what Dr. Hatterball's whole meeting message was yesterday, that we cannot be involved in that rate of change. We cannot be involved in that rate of change because when you come to the church, there's four stages that we're trying to get completed. We're trying to get salvation completed, that you're in Christ. Then we got to go to deliverance. We can't keep the old stuff in people we got to get the old stuff out of people. Right. Amen. Amen. So, some, so we got to have correction messages. Yes. Amen. Because deliverance means we're correcting something yes. with the power of God. 
Amen. We can't keep all things in us. Amen. After we have accepted the salvation, we can't keep the old way of doing things on the inside of us. It can no longer be a way of life for us. And the things that feed that, we cannot be a part of that anymore. We have to disconnect. Somebody shout disconnected. Amen. That I'm not responding to those things. In. And then we go to the third phase, which is discipleship. Now we're, we're getting you ready to, to go back and get somebody else saved and get somebody else delivered. We got to get to the discipleship stage. We can't keep having church in phase two. Keep casting the same devil out of you. The same one. It's not a new one. It's the same one. It's got you doing weird stuff. In the booth, in the corner, in the dark. Say amen to that. You can't get caught in what they call a do loop. We keep going back to the same thing over and over again. If we have a do loop church, we keep getting, we keep keep reoccurring in the phases of salvation. We keep trying to get ourselves the shirt of salvation just for us. I'm trying to make sure I ain't going to hell. (laughs) I ain't worried about somebody else getting it right now. The way I'm living, I'm trying to make sure I'm not going to miss the bus. (laughs) Save me again, preacher. (laughs) And then once we get you in the save mode again, then you go to the deliverance phase. Back send the same devil again. And it's over and over again. So we never get a church to discipleship. Amen. Discipleship means you don't come here by yourself. Come on now. Once we get you discipled, then we get into the outreach phase. Come on now. That means I become a manifestation wherever I go out to. Amen. Discipleship means that people start seeing Jesus downloaded in me. Amen. When discipleship is taking place properly, it means I'm ready for the outreach phase and now people start seeing Christ in me, the hope of glory. Amen. So wherever I go, I'm a manifestation of the glory of God. The gospel, the message of the gospel can be phrased as God downloading himself in Jesus. And when the gospel's in me, then Jesus has downloaded himself in me. And that's where we got to go. And it can't be the man of God by himself. Oh, no, no, no. It can't be him by himself. It's got to be all of us. The reason why Dr. Jacobs talks so much about the revival of the 90s is because we wanted to be here. We wanted to be here. We didn't, there was no place else we wanted to go because the words of eternal life was being spoken. 
I can save my family here. I can keep my marriage here. My children can go up in the things of God here. I can prosper here. I can expand here. So where else is there to go? If the doors are open, we'll be here. Call a special meeting. We will be here. And wherever you go, we will follow. Revival is a group. So when he talks about coming back from Temecula, he come back from Temecula. Some got downloaded in him. Something he was hungry for. Something he was hungry for got downloaded in him. And now how do you come back? And inspire and impart so that the group grabs a hold of what you got. Because you have the power to give it. Oh, yes, you do. As you have been given and as you received, then you give. And he comes back and say, I got something. The thing with us was we were saying, if you got it, then we'll take it and we'll go with it. And that's what it takes. When he said, I ran to the front. Yes, there is a time to get in another rate of speed because we're talking about a rate of change this morning. And a rate of change means I got to get in a hurry to get what's being ministered out. Are you in a hurry to get your identity in Christ downloaded to you? And so when we ran for it, they that are hungered and thirsting shall be filled. I'll never forget that night. It's about right in here somewhere. And it ain't about just getting it and camping on it. You turn to Mark chapter 1. Praise God, we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> yeah, that is. God says to me, praise me uncontrollably. The gospel means you are not in control. The gospel is God has downloaded Jesus in you so that people around you can see him. That's the beauty of the gospel. That's the beauty of the gospel. It's not a new house, but it includes a new house. It's not a new car, but it includes a new car. But what it's really about is Jesus downloaded into humanity. That, that, that's the gospel. Yes. That Jesus is downloaded into humanity and through that seed all nations of the earth shall be blessed. Yes. That I got to empty I surrender all is what we just got through saying. Yes. I give you everything. Yeah. What is it going to take? Everything. 
But the revelation is you have nothing until you give him everything. He who saves his life to try to keep from manifesting my life will lose his life. So if I tell you to praise me uncontrollably, then let her rip. I said what most people normally say. I said, I ain't doing that in front of these people. Jesus did it in front of the people. David did it in front of the people. Because the people are the objective whom we're trying to reach. In you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. That's who we're trying to reach. And they cannot be reached with me being me. They have to be reached with Christ in me. The hope of glory. That's how they are reached. So when Jesus came preaching the gospel, let's look down here. Mark chapter one, verse 15. And he says, uh, verse 14, and we'll look at 15 and for 14 and 15. He said he came preaching after John was put into prison and Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, or we can say the kingdom of heaven. And he said, he's saying the time is fulfilled. Somebody says it's happening right now. Amen. That the kingdom of God is at hand. And he says, I'm giving you two tasks that you're going to have to do to participate in this. It's only two things you have to do. And he says, I need you to repent. Matter of fact, I'm not asking you, I'm commanding you. Amen. There's only three ways. <laughs> Writing comes in three forms. Asking a question, giving information, or making a command. That's the language for all people. Asking a question, that ain't no question. <laughs> giving information, he just gave you information. The kingdom's here. That's the information that you need in order to accept this command and be obedient to it. Amen. And he says, you got to change. He says, I, I'm not asking you to be sorry. I'm asking you to change. <laughs> so after Dr. Late has him, he said, plays me uncontrollably. That's a change. That's a change. That's something I wouldn't do in front of people. It's something I was trained not to do because I went to the first church of the cult. <laughs> you said hallelujah. Everybody in there want to know what happened to you. <laughs> like that song said, I ain't asked you to sing it, but all eyes would be on you. <laughs> Everybody going to look at you. <laughs> And it's something wrong with people in the church when we're afraid to do things because eyes are going to go on us. It ain't a, but it's not wrong with shouting hallelujah over your, over your lunch. Amen. Right at where you have it at. Praise the Lord. Well, I don't want to draw attention. That's exactly what Jesus wants you to do. 
<laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's, 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 it's just as it's more important than hollering. How about them Titans? <laughs> people, people act like I mean, I'm, in, I'm in there with the Tennessee Titan bunch. I got to pass the stadium. I got to reroute to get to church on time. Then when their world's falling apart, they want to come to church on the rock. Okay, anyway. No, no, I had to change. I had, and this is what God told me while I was laying on that floor. He said, if you can't praise me uncontrollably, I can't use you. Now you ain't got five minutes to figure this out. Your rate of change, your rate of change has got to be right now. Because if you don't change right now, I can't use you. That's what he told me. I cannot, I felt him walking off too. I felt him walking off. Jesus, the Bible said the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. He's trying to find somebody he can download himself into. So I had to let her rip. I had to move from whatever culture I thought I was in to this radical praise right now. Because look what he says right here. He says, repent. He says, repent ye. I like to say it like it. You repent. Amen. He wasn't asking nobody else to praise him uncontrollably that night. I am asking you. And it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing around you, but your day has come. Your day has come. And I don't care how you feel right now. The only thing that matters now is change. And you got to do it right now. Instantaneous rate of change. You think you're going to have time? You think God's giving you any more time to be cool? <laughs> Incognito Christianity. It blends in with everything else. That's over with. He comes back. He's shaking in the bed. He's burning at night, shaking in the bed. What are you doing? So he says, you, if he's shaking in the bed, you're going to praise me uncontrollably. And it wasn't just that. I'd walk down the street and I'd start laying hands on people while I was walking to work. I started leading people to the Lord right on the corners of Muhammad Ali Boulevard. Because when change, when it gets, when he downloads him in you, then you are not in control anymore. When I tell you to go over and witness to that person, there's a guy out there, he wanted, oh, he's wanting some money. I said, what you need is Jesus. Right out there in front of the federal building before I walked into work. Because you start doing things you wouldn't ordinarily do. You start doing things he would do. Because now you done got out of the salvation phase. 
out of the deliverance phase, out of the discipleship phase, into the outreach phase. And without repentance, you never get there. Because he ain't talking about feeling sorry. That's not what he's saying. He's not talking about feeling sorry. He's talking about a change that affects your behavior that represents a change in front of other people. And if that doesn't happen, I'm not changing fast enough. So God says, you got to talk to them about a rate of change. I need gears shifted. I need gears shifted. I need, I need a new manifestation out of you. And the rate you're going right now is not enough. It's not enough. It says right here, it means change to a new kind of life that you're currently not living. Change to a new life opposed to the one you were living before. And if you keep getting up, keep seeing you over and over again, your rate of change is too slow. Now, when I came up here, he says, I need you to change. And then I need you to believe. This is why people struggle with faith. Because faith don't come first. You got it. Change comes first. And what we're trying to do is use faith for faith mechanics. We're trying to practice faith mechanics without a real change. No, these come in order. I need you to change first. And then your faith will start producing for you. I need you to repent first. I need you to change the way you think. I need the rate of change to increase. Then you can believe the gospel. The gospel is an image. It is the image of God. It is the image of God that is downloaded and put into humanity to reverse what Satan did in this planet. And God had to find a man that he could trust with the seed of this image, that he could trust this man to carry this seed in the earth so that it could eventually get to Jesus. When God promised the gospel, The Bible said he was talking to Abraham and to Jesus, the seed that was to come. And he promised an image that would be a devil crusher. He promised an image that could reverse whatever the devil had done to humanity. (laughs) He articulated, he articulated an image that he, of himself that he could put in human flesh body that could completely reverse the curse that Satan put on Adam and into humanity. Right. Yes. And when he finally found 
a family that he could work through, a lineage that he could work through, through Abram, who eventually becomes Abraham. And now God has this man, and he works all the way through his lineage. That's why Jesus called himself the seed of Abraham and, and the seed of David. He's letting us know that this is the family God chose to work through. The question is, can God work through our families? He said, because I picked Abraham because I knew that he would protect this image. Even though he couldn't fully bear it, he would become a good steward of it throughout the lineage of his household that when it finally got to Mary's house and this thing got released, it was because there was good stewardship. It was good stewardship. And then finally, the gospel got downloaded in this man. They said, call his name Jesus because he shall deliver these people from this bad image that's been released upon them. And I could wipe this out and create a whole new image called being born again, recreated in Christ Jesus. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. There's a devil crusher on the inside of you. Yes, it is waiting to be turned loose in this generation. But to participate in it, he said, you got to change. And then I said, okay. He said, you remember when you was in college and you was an engineer, you all studied the rate of change. He said, I just didn't ask for change, Keith. I asked for the rate of change. I said, well, where is that in the Bible? It's in there. Come on now. Let's go over here and look over here in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Somebody say rate of change. Change is not enough. It's the rate of change. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Now, to get here, to get here from Nashville to drive back home to Indiana takes what? What did you say? Pastor Sonny, three hours. But you have to travel at what? <laughs> Sonny, that's not, that's the right answer for for right in here, ain't it? (laughs) Speed limit 70. To get here in three hours, the rate of speed has to be 70 miles per hour. Amen. So I had to get here by the Holy Ghost because I got here less than three. (laughs) I was on the Holy Ghost acceleration situation. (laughs) If somebody gets in front of you and decides to go 50, (laughs) 
you're not going to get here at the standard. That means you're going to do less than standard. Amen. It's not just about changing. It's the rate of change. It's the rate by which we are willing to change. To line up by lining up with the word as we get it. Because miles per hour, we're talking about word renewal per hour. Word and spirit renewal per hour or per day. In order to get to revival stage, amen, if the standard is 70 miles an hour, you can't be doing 20. No, you can't do 20. That means it's going to be a huge stagnation gap where people wondering, where is their God at? I thought they said they God did this. I, they over there preaching this and saying this. And they over there preaching it, but the actual rate that they are pursuing the manifestations is not enough to get them there in their dispensation in time. So sometimes a whole generation has got to go away. <laughs> <laughs> and tell a generation that really want to take the land. Oh, the Joshua generation is an accelerated generation. Just tell us what we got to do. Just give us the word. You walk close with God. We are right behind you. We are right behind you. If you shout, we are shouting. If you giving, we are giving. If you are dancing, then we are dancing. Wherever you go, we are go. So when he came back, so when he came back, he came back from Temecula, he was in an accelerated state. Yes, he was. How did he get an accelerated state? He said, God told him, set your rate of receiving. Did you hear what he said? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said, didn't he? Yeah. The rate of receiving has got to go to a whole nother level. So if we have him laying on of hands, get in the line, get in the line. It's impartations coming. He wasn't getting in the line for him. He was getting in line. <laughs> you don't know. Your pastor is getting in line for you. Yeah. 
I wasn't just shouting for me. That's right. You're not just shouting for you. Paul and Cynthia Pfeiffer gave me a word. They said, as free as you are, I never forget about it. As free as you are. Silver and gold, but such as we have. But such as we have. How can a man be so excited about being glued to the floor? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, you, you glue to the floor. You get up off the floor. You get in an airplane. Fly all the way back. Hundreds of miles per hour. Accelerated. Come back. Get on the platform. I was glued for you. <laughs> He was believing for an accelerated change. I can't keep it like it is. I can't keep it like it is. I remember I was sitting over by where Brother Rabel is sitting right over here. And Dr. Jacob would give me this little Bible. And he got to preaching one morning. I got so fired up, I threw my Bible across the thing. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> That Sunday morning, my Bible came flying across the sanctuary. I jumped out of my seat and I shouted, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of it. I remember that. Have you ever been driving? Let's say you did the speed limit 70 miles an hour. And then somebody got in front of you poking 40. And you just stayed behind them and just kept staying behind them. I know you tried to practice patience and long suffering and endurance. But after a while, you said something. I'm tired of it. And you hit the accelerator. And you wanted them to know you were tired of it. And you waited till you got even with them, and you said, Because you were tired of it. We need some people that are tired of this rate of speed. We are tired of this rate. We can do better than we are currently doing. I am tired of this rate of speed. I'm tired of this rate. Hallelujah. It should be more people getting saved. But whatever you send getting saved is a reflection of the rate. It's a ref- go ahead and sit down. It's a reflection of the rate of speed 
that we are currently carrying the situation. So when he said, I got something, you can't expect one man to carry it. The nineties were a group that wasn't going to just let him carry it. You can't carry this. God came to me and talked to me one day. He said, you cannot go home after church and just keep watching football after services. We can have the repentant line up here. Just frame it all around here. So you get downloaded with a revelation of Jesus while you're here. And then you go home and get downloaded with John Brokaw, or whoever it is. The analysts today. And you know, you know more about yards per carry than you know about come out in the name of Jesus. Yeah, come on. Say amen to that. Amen. Dr. Hedderball got all the dirt out yesterday. My job is to my job is to write a revelation of Christ in you. He gutted you and cleaned you up yesterday. You reminded me, remind me of Cornelius the Catfish Man. I watch him on YouTube cleaning catfish. He took y'all one by one, just laid y'all on the table. guts and everything until we were down with usable meat they told me he said you can't keep going home he said one day Dr. J gonna ask you to preach with no notice what are you gonna do without notice are you ready to minister without notice? No. Are you ready to minister? Discipleship is ready to minister without notice. Instant. Instant. Ready to give an answer for why you do what you do. Instead of standing there like Elma Foot, let me just get pasture on the line. Let's get pasture on the line. Why? Because he stays ready. And we're living out of that grace to an extent that it's abuse. Pastor abuse. It means you've been here the time you've been here and the rate of change is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Because Jesus measures word and spirit with exposure time. 
the change he's talking about is a rate of change, which is measured your exposure to the word and spirit divided by the time you've been there. And if the rate is too low, he's tired of it. He's tired of it. Look at this. First Corinthians, second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter four. Verse 16, he says here, Second Corinthians, he said, for this cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. So in an incremental level, Jesus measures the level of renewing by day. If you want to know the unit of measure that he expects mind renewal to take place, this is the day the Lord has made. Give us this day our daily bread. He expects mind renewal to take place daily. And because he knows mind renewal over time equals repentance at a rate that produces his image in the earth. And not the world that Dr. Hatterbaugh was talking about. So if a person is in the world, unrenewing takes place day by day to reflect an image that's not Christ. Now you and I were created to reflect him. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, write this down. It says Jesus is the exact image, the exact express image of God. Which means that God was able to express who he is through a man. When you look up the express image, it means a fax. Facsimile, Jesus is a fax of God. That God took himself, he's the word, and he put it in a fax and hit send. And the fax came out Jesus, the express image of God. Then when the Holy Ghost set on him, it activated the facts. And he began to do more works than it could be recorded. Say amen to that. Well, God said that his plan is to conform us to the image of his son. So what we're supposed to be is the facts of Jesus. Let me show you that in the Word. 
And think about a fax machine. They all work at different speeds. A fax machine could be frustrating if it wasn't working right. You put the numbers in, doot, 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 doot. And if everything was working right, skin, skin. And the exact image of what you sent, the original stays, but the exact image has been released on paper to do whatever job it's supposed to do on the other end. The Bible calls us the facts of Jesus. Then there's the facts machines that, uh, 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 it's not going through. No, it's not going through. I just put the numbers in and I hit it. It's not going through. It's some kind of disconnection. Then the ones that, man, the ones that are, that are out there, and they're, you know, they just make them weird noise. And it's coming out real slow. You stand there looking at it. And you really need the information. And the rate of, of the rate that the paper's coming out is about a quarter of an inch every minute. That means if the church <laughs> is a room full of fax machines, you're hearing, uh, 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 whole congregation. <laughs> Pass up here preaching his heart. Won't Jesus do it? Won't he make a way for you? The image is not being translated at a rate of speed to make a community difference. And we can't close our stuff up, walk back out the door, and try the same fax machine over on midweek service. And half of the machines don't show up. I ain't talking about you because you heal. Your machine is working good. Turn over here and look at this verse of Scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 3. For as much as we are manifestly declared to be the facts of Christ. For as much as ye are manifest, 
manifested. The manifested facts that they are supposed to be manifestations. That's who we are. Our creation, the reason why we are fearfully and wonderfully made, we are created to reflect whatever we give ourselves to. That's why the devil wants you looking at things, wants me looking at things that are not Christ. Because I'm trying to change what's being faxed through you. No. The way you're created, whatever your exposure is, that's what comes out of you. So you can't go home between services and watch football, Pastor Keith, because he needs your help. This cannot be carried by one man. I didn't. I watched every Super Bowl till I came to this church. <laughs> he can care less. I didn't know God was going to give me a preacher, a pastor that could care less about Tom Brady. <laughs> So the first year, ain't they canceling Sunday night service? <laughs> Is this the only congregation in the neighborhood <laughs> that don't know the Super Bowl is tonight? Cynthia, did we miss some announcements in the bulletin? They can't be meeting at night. Well, let's just get just dressed and drive by there and see. <laughs> Maybe you missed some and me. No, we drove by. Here they go. <laughs> They're all heading up there. Change has been accelerated. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on up here with them. Now I can care less. Because it does nothing to promote the image of Christ. All right. That's right. Not for me. And it don't help your pastor. So when I was living around the corner, Pastor Cindy didn't even know what I was doing. I just bypass the television and go in the house and sit down and start studying the Word of God. And sure enough, we walk in here one night. He gets up on the podium and he says, Brother Keith, you have the word for tonight.
Now, if all you've been doing is watching NFL football, well, the Raiders score today was 34 to 16. That's all you can do because that's all that's in your facts. That's all that's in you. He said, we are, I'm about done here. We are manifestly, we are manifestly declared to be the epistles of Christ ministered by us. That God has to take a man, a man has been in charge with writing Christ in you. That's why he is not to be attacked in any fashion, neither his family. Because the only way to get Christ in you, to get your facts, Keith, you're called into the ministry. The only way to write you in you. He didn't change the business. I have to put a man or a woman here to write in you. How you treat him is everything. You can put it back up there. I like reading it up there. Not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God that a man handles the presence of the spirit of God to write you. In you. And that is why you have to pray for him. Paul said, pray for me that I may release the image of Christ in you. You cannot just come through the door. What you got, preacher? You have set no desire, no intercession for him in this critical spiritual work to minister life to you. The intercession must be done for him because I'm going to write on your heart and give me clean place to write. That's why Dr. Hatterball's message is so important. I will not write on pornography. I ain't writing on that. That's going to have to be washed. I'm not writing on unforgiveness. I'm not writing on the NFL network. You give me the honor means you give me a clean place to write. That's what honor is. 
is giving him a place to write so that Christ is revealed in me. And I do it daily. Taking the things I do it daily so that my rate of change is not less than the church of Acts because that's the standard. That's the standard. They got in the word daily. That's the standard. There is no time off because the world is in such challenge. I'm over three minutes. Go on, stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. To view Dr. Jacob's travel itinerary, order products, and more, please visit cotrin.org slash mjm.